0: Welcome to The Ralph Report
1: with Ralph Garman.
0: Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for you on a brand new day. It is Wednesday, December 7th. December 7th, a date which will live in infamy. Oh, come on. The show is not going to be that bad.
1: Wow, that's... That's a bold statement for the
0: show. I think wow. I, we're going to be better than that, really? Mr. President. Yeah, it won't be infamous. In- it's not just famous. It's infamous. <laughs> it is also the year of science 2022. Science! All hell, science. It is right to give science thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be with us here today on The Ralph Report. Give me all the drugs. <laughs> that'll make this infamous that would be an infamous show <laughs> i think i owe it to the garmy to do a ralph report high on all the drugs on all the drugs maybe not all the drugs but i've i've done it drunk plenty of times <laughs> but i've never done it high i think i should just smoke uh, you, half a joint yeah and then just try to see if i can get through the show just get as hammered and as high as you can. No, you can't mix. You can't you can't, you mix. can't cross the street. Why can't you can't cross the street? Because it's 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 it muddies up the experience. I think
1: you just need to get hot struck. ruins
0: me being drunk and being drunk ruins what it's like for me to be high. Okay. So I'm just going to get high. Just get baked. Just do a high show. All right. Maybe like the last show of the year before just... we go on Christmas vacation, I'm going to get a <laughs> spliff as the kids call them. All right. And I'm going to just uh I'm just going to light up and then try to drive this ship. And then it, I'll have it all set up, and I'm going to go outside, and I'll get about half an hour just getting baked, and then I'll come back in, and I'm like, let's do it. You should do edibles so you don't know how much you're taking. No, I'm not. And then no. you ju- it just slams you in the face. No, I'm just going to a s- little smoky smoke mm. and then see what happens. Right. That'll be infamous. But today's show is not going to be infamous at all. No. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because Steve Ashton's on hand. Hey. Yay. The return of the UK update, also one-hit wonder Wednesday. One of my favorite songs from the early 1970s. Mm. So glad this was requested. We'll get into that a little bit later. We have entertainment news. We got your phone calls. All the usual fun stuff that we do here on The Ralph Report. And we're so glad that you're with us. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman.
2: He's
0: got a motherfucking Mustang. And sitting here in the Batcave with me is... The rear admiral himself, the sheriff of Ghost Town, the mayor of Myrtle, the victim of vandalism, mm. the Dilf Pickle, mm. Nipsey Muscle. Odie okay. Goff, <laughs> It's Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. It is the holiday season, especially, and you got to do stuff that makes everybody happy. You have obligations to your family and friends. And we've got obligations to the Garmin to make them happy as well. We absolutely do. That's why I was so pleased to get this email. I want to start off with this email. came from Robert Glass. Robert wrote, I wonder what it would sound like hmm. if Eddie and you sang a karaoke duet oh, Jesus. as the Miser Brothers from A Year Without a Santa Claus. <laughs> and we had so much fun revisiting those songs yesterday, not only the original from the 1974 Christmas special, but also... Harvey Firestein's version oh, of Michael McKean. So good. So if they can take a shot at it, right. why can't we take Wh- a shot not? at
1: it? Why not? Can I be worse than Harvey? I don't think so.
0: <laughs> Plus, we've never done a karaoke duet on this show. No, we have not. This would be a Christmas miracle. We have never sang together. For all of the Garmi members... So I took the liberty, Eddie, oh, Packs, of, pro, of printing out the lyrics. For real, I'm going to give you. Here's Heat Miser's okay. role. You go second. Wow. I'm going to go first as Snow Miser. Okay. And we're going to we're going to give the Garmy a little Christmas present, in its entirety. We are going to do the Miser's Brothers duet. All right, from a year without a Santa Claus. I'm Heat Miser. You're Snow Miser. Oh my God! Okay. What does your script say? It says Heat Miser. Well, then just I'm be just, that. I'm just making sure. You I'm, must be a pain in the ass at auditions. So uh, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm I'm reading for the role of the telephone repairman. Who's the casting person? Me or you? Oh my God! That's why I book so much. I know. It's sheer confusion. <sighs> I am Snow Miser, you, you are Heat Miser, we are the Miser Brothers, we're at odds. Let me give you some, some motivation, some backstory okay, for please, the role. please, We are at odds because we have completely diametrically opposed opinions about what Christmas should be right. like. I want it hot. And I want it so very cold. Do you get the motivation now? between The, the difference so. between the two characters? So. There's some subtleties there I'm working on. All right. <clears throat> the the
1: Miser's song has done... Oh, can I have a question? Oh, for fuck... <laughs> Sake. Now, when I'm singing, it's, it's pretty much in the same uh, rhythm as what you were doing, It's right? the, exact the exact same rhythm, same. just different words. So I just need to pay attention to what you're doing, and then I can just replicate that. One of the reasons I thought I might go first. Brilliant move on your part.
0: So you can sort of get a sense, a feel, and then... Just making sure. You get to go. Trying to make this as good as possible. It is... That's all. It is uh, almost identical the music okay. and the rhythms and all that stuff. And there's little minions. I see we, the minions. We both have things. minions. So we don't sing during that. Not the time. ones from uh, Hello, from, from, yeah. <laughs> oh, I am I am Groot. Groot I don't know. Or, or whatever his fucking name was. Groot. <laughs> right. uh, what was the bad guy? <laughs> Steve Carell. Oh fuck! It Come does on. have it does have a G it's in something it. Something like that. Groot. Which Just Groot. So close to Groot. Anyway, but it's not those ones. These are little little people who look like us. They're made in our own image. Okay, boys, just a lot of background for just I. I want to be completely prepared coming into this. All right. Well, if had that been the cast, I would have given you the lyrics an hour ago and let you rehearse. I would appreciate that. It would be nice. Where's the fun in that? Mm. All right, kids, gather all the children around the old podcast machine. Is there a podcast machine? There should be. Gather them around for this holiday treat. Hell's bells. If it goes well, we may make this a, a holiday tradition. So uh, <laughs> here we go. Smith, <coughs> meh. Me, 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 Smith, Okay, here we go. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I'm Mr. Icicle. I'm Mr. Ten Below. Friends call me snow miser whatever I touch turns to snow in my clutch I'm too much
2: He's Mr. White Christmas he's Mr. Snow He's Mr. Icicle he's Mr. Tinsel
0: Friends call me snow miser whatever I touch Turns to snow in my clutch
2: He's too much
0: I never want to know a day that's over 40 degrees I'd rather have it 30, 20, 10, 5, let it freeze
2: He's Mr. White Christmas, he's Mr. Snow
0: Call me snow miser Whatever I touch Turns to snow in my clutch I'm too much
2: Too much
0: Now it's your turn You ready? Yeah, f- point to you when Okay, it's time. point to me, point
3: to me
1: I'm Mr. Green Christmas I'm Mr. Sun I'm Mr. Heat Blister I'm Mr. 101. They call me Heat Miser. Whatever I touch starts to melt in my clutch. I'm too much. <laughs> Here
0: come am your minions. All right. All right okay. Good little break.
1: All right. You got pointing me again? Yeah. Okay. Call me heat miser. Whatever I touch starts to melt in my clutch.
2: These too much.
1: I never want to know a day that's under 60 degrees. I'd rather have it 80, 90, hundreds of breeze. Call me Heat Miser. Whatever I touch starts to melt in my clutch. I'm too much. <laughs>
2: what are you yelling too about? Much? <laughs> oh, no. Well, it
1: seems excited about it. A- Singing is yelling. It really is. It really is. What you, you break it down. What you
0: lack in musical talent, you make up for in volume. It's
1: effort. That's all I have. I got it. It's the you. only thing I can control, not my talent. Efforting.
0: So thank you so much. Who was that who sent it in? Robert Glass. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for that I'm suggestion. too much. i much. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. All right, let's turn our attention now to the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us, especially when you do so with your voices. We love to hear your voices on the old Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week it's still available to you. All you got to do is dial up that number 1833. Hi Ralph. Yeah. I still my voice still sounds like it did this, yesterday. Eh, this is better today. Is it better it's a today? It can seem to you're, get my voice You're back. getting better. I hope so. It's still sexy. 1833 once you get on the old Ralph Report hotline, you can leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, anything that's on your mind. Then I listen to them all. I grab a handful, and we put them here in Garmy on the line.
1: The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your
2: calls now and see what's on your mind.
0: Yesterday, during our all-star salute to Finland, we talked about the sauna. Oh, yes. Or sauna, Sauna. some people say them. Uh, And uh, we talked about how they're like one for every two people in the country. They just love their saunas. They do. And I, too, love a good sauna. And Eddie Pence admitted that he likes to take a sauna, too. Not everyone feels the same way. What? Respectfully,
1: respectfully. I have to disagree on saunas. Saunas,
2: jacuzzis, hot tubs, I'm not the biggest fan of them. If you put more than one person in a hot tub or a sauna,
0: at that point you're just brewing ass. Tea, that's all you're doing Come on. that's all you're doing no it's not Talk to you later lmb you're not brewing ass tea no sir no and most saunas steam rooms jacuzzis they all have shower facilities as well you clean off before and they go ask yeah. you to cleanse before you get into you, you rinse off said room ass so that you're tea. not you're not brewing ass tea with others how <laughs> that being said I think I'd like to try a nice hot cup of ass tea.
1: I've had ass before.
0: Depending on whose ass it is. I love tea. You could sit in my cup, do a little <laughs> brewing. Depending on who you are. And, and yesterday, a lot of people came at me and said, is not sauna; it's sauna." I saying because it's it's a Finnish word, right? And that's how it's pronounced. And they came at you anyway. And mm-hmm. go online mm-hmm. on YouTube. There is a channel. I think it's called Her Finland. There's this just adorable little Finnish girl. Oh, really? And every Tuesday she does uh, Tutor Tuesday, where she teaches you a little something about Finland. Uh So I'll let her explain it to you.
2: (laughs) Welcome to Tuesday, Tutor. Are you pronouncing the word sauna correctly in Finnish? It is sauna, not sauna or sauna in Finnish. The thing is that whenever you see the letter combination A plus U in Finnish, you always, always pronounce it the same way. Au. Memory trick, this sound is the same sound that you make when somebody is pinching you.
0: Ow. Oh, I'd like to pinch her. Sauna. 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 It's their word. They can say it that way. true. Now, however, this opens up a whole new can of fish. Does it bother you when Americans use the actual foreign pronunciation of foreign words? Oh, when they're just speaking, hey, you want to go in the sauna? (laughs) Would that would like that it. bother you? <laughs> if I said, "Hey, you know what? After the gym, why don't we pop uh, into the sauna and uh, and just <laughs> get a get a little um, get a little heat yeah, in nah, the sauna?"
1: It's a little annoying. We're going to sauna. That, Here, grab some towels. We're going in the sauna. See, because the sauna, I think people say I went to, but like when people do it with a uh, Spanish words, like Mexican food, that annoys me
0: when they just break out into yeah. it. So I'm going to uh, get a cheese enchilada, <laughs>
1: and um, that annoys me.
0: Uh, your tamales, can you tell me, please, if they
2: <laughs> are they fresh? Yeah, tamales.
1: That annoys me. I had a friend
0: who visited uh, Budapest in Hungary. Oh, okay. And came back every time they told a story. Yeah. Saying when I was in Budapest, it was um, it was it was a really amazing experience. The the agriculture the uh, the architecture of Budapest is yeah I'm like hmm. it's Budapest here. it's not apparently that's how they pronounce it but here we say Budapest <laughs> well it is spelled P-E-S-T Budapest right apparently how they say it. so mm. maybe people I'm just saying may have had a legitimate complaint I that guess. I was saying sauna
1: yesterday
0: eh. uh also yesterday we discovered some new character on the show it just it went right past me hmm? when we were going to give Vanessa finally let her have her uh, happy Christmas song this this character sprung out of nowhere Vanessa, you've been a very good girl this year, so ralph claus is going to play your Christmas song.
1: Hold up, Ralph. Are we going to ignore Ralph-a-Claus? It's the best thing I've ever heard. We need drawings of ralph claus We need 12 days of Cla- Santa of Ralph-a-Claus. We need, we need segments dedicated to Ralph-a-Claus.
2: Hmm.
0: Gifts too. Gifts in too. Big old sack. <laughs> out of my sack. <laughs> Bye. I'll give you a gift out of my sack.
1: Ralph Claus.
0: Yeah, Ralph Claus. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe, Maybe. We, should, we should start. I have some ideas. Doing interviews with Ralph Claus. Should. He
1: should. Call, little kids should call into Ralph Claus.
0: Ralph Claus should give out pre- presents on the show. We'll, we'll bring him in someday. We'll <laughs> put him in the room with Jackpot. He can hang out there. Oh, that would
1: be fucking funky. I, no. Yeah, it would. No. Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would <laughs> they be making ass tea? Oh, dude <laughs> He dip his sack in some hot water. <laughs> Instant ass tea.
0: I we know what Ralphie Claus brings you. you know what he delivers. You know what his what? gift is. What knowledge? Oh, that's what Ralphie Claus gives. Knowledge. He doesn't give uh, useless things. No. He gives something that lasts forever. The power of knowledge. The gift of knowledge. That's right. Mm. And that's why I like to tell people where stuff comes from. Why do we call records albums? Like.
2: It's the same thing, right? <laughs> no. And, and can, isn't there like a category for each in like music shows, like the Grammys and stuff? Yeah. Can you get like best album and best record? Mm-hmm. You sure you can. Or like why is it the two? They're different. I, mean, I, I, I don't get it.
0: <laughs> I don't think he gets it. He doesn't. Why do we call a collection of songs an album? Mm-hmm. Well... I know where that came from.
2: Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? No, no, no.
0: The use of calling a collection of songs an album goes back to the early twentieth century, when the only way you could listen to recorded music was on seventy-eight RPM records. Okay. Are you familiar with what RPM stands for? Rotations. When records per minute. Um, revolutions. Revolutions per minute. Per minute. Yes. It's, it's how many times a uh, – p- kids, there used to be a thing called a record. It was made mm-hmm. out of vinyl or plastic, and it would go around on a spindle, and then a needle would be put on that. And it yes. would reproduce music. Yes. So how many times it went around that spindle in a minute was how you would refer to that record. Mm-hmm. And initially, all they had was 78 RPM records. And they were a good 12 inches, yeah. 10 inches. I don't know what size, but big. Had the big hole in the middle, right? No, no, small hole. Okay. 45s, had, 45's the had the big hole. 45s right. right. had right. um, the big hole at the time. The 78s um, were big they, plastic platters, but they rotated so fast yeah. in order to reproduce the music. And so you could only fit about four minutes on one of those big records. Mm. So what they would do is, if you were going to listen to, a lot of times they, the earliest recorded music was symphonic. They would record uh, orchestras or yeah. operas. And if you only had four minutes per side on a 78, <laughs> if you wanted to hear an entire piece of music, you had to change the records huh? as you went along, but Painless. you wanted the entire piece so they would sell it in a book that had sleeves for each individual record on the inside of it gotcha. that looked like a photo album or a stamp album or any other kind of album where you have right. pages inside of it. So when you went to buy a complete collection of songs in the early 1900s, you would buy a record album.
2: Mm.
0: Now along comes the 1940s and they figure out a way to slow everything down into what is called a long playing record or an LP
2: mm-hmm.
0: which was 33 and a third revolutions per minute gotcha. and you could put a ton of music on that but by then the established lexicon was in the record industry album, was right? already in so even though it was wasn't didn't come in a, uh, in, a, in a binded album the way the 78s did they still referred to a collection of music on a 33 and a third LP as an album. Hmm. And so, sir, when you hear about albums being given awards, it's for the entire collection of songs released by an artist. The record of the year, a record is for one song and, or one, in this, in this case, going back to vinyl, a single, which was a 45 gotcha. RPM gotcha. record, which was smaller, held less. All right. So there you go. That's why we still, to this day, call a collection of songs an album.
2: Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Now from no.
0: And speaking of music, this is so much fun. We uh, accidentally have stumbled into a great way to hear Christmas music that you don't ordinarily hear. Yeah. We were complaining about it yesterday, how all the radio stations play the same goddamn Christmas songs over they really and over do. again. They really do. The Garmy is showing up, and they are introducing us to their favorite little-known Christmas songs, which is great. I think we're going to continue that through the end of the year. We'll just have people calling in with their favorite holiday songs that nobody else knows. <laughs> little-known little artists with little-known Christmas songs. I'm loving it.
2: Hi, Ralph. Eddie, Queen Jay, Steve, I have a holiday hit that you might not have heard before. Um, It's a 60s garage song um, by the Sonics and it's called Don't Believe in Christmas. And it is, as the kids would say, a banger. Um, I guarantee you've never heard this song before. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. You're
0: absolutely right. I've never heard this song before. I don't believe in Christmas. I've never heard of the band the Sonics. But I love garage bands from the 1960s. So here it is, brand new to you anyway, Christmas music from the Ralph Report. It's called I Don't Believe in Christmas.
2: Well, Mom and Dad said we good, so I did what I should. Hung my stocking on the wall, didn't get a thing at all. Don't believe in Christmas. Don't believe in Christmas. Don't believe in Christmas. Cause I didn't get nothing last year up late at night to see Santa Claus ride Sure enough, don't you know that boy didn't show Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas Cause I didn't get nothing last year Well, I tried to get a little kiss from a pretty little miss She slapped me down, said you jerked me if so, doesn't work Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in
0: Christmas Don't believe in Cause I didn't get nothing last year
2: Didn't get nothing last year Whoa, street light People getting half-tight One hand will slap you back The other one to take you back Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas
0: Don't believe in Christmas Cause I didn't get nothing last year Oh! Keep them coming, folks. Send us your favorite obscure Christmas songs that no one else has heard, and we'll play them here as happy hits on The Ralph Report. Thanks to everybody who called in. You, too, can be featured in the Garmin on the Line segment, but in order for that to happen, you got to call me. All right, now it's time for us to pay tribute to some folks who passed away on this day throughout history. December 7th, we pay tribute to their lives and legacies in Hello Death.
2: Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello Death.
0: The sky girl garment will know why, even though you said goodbye. Hello Death eighteen seventeen William Bly, Captain William Bly died at the age of sixty-three. Is that name familiar to you? That does sound Captain Bly. Captain Bly, yeah. What boat was he the famous captain of? The Bleisberg. <laughs> oh, the H.M.S. Bounty. Oh, the Bounty one. Mutiny on there, the Bounty. There was a mutiny on, on that ship, and he was the captain who got uh, overthrown by his crew. Must have been a shitty captain. He was a very shitty captain. Mm. He was cruel. Mm. He punished the sailors, and, and 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 was was out of hand. Right. And so Fletcher Christian, his first mate, had to step up and say, "No, sir." And then threw him overboard. Mr. Christian, I can't believe you're doing this to me, sir. (laughs) No, no, sir. (laughs) And then they put him on a boat, and they put him on Pitcairn Island. Left him there, huh? Famous story, yeah. Abandoned him. Uh, I don't know how he got back, because he died at the age of 63. So He he got off. Must have got off the island. Made a raft. 1902, Thomas Nast, known as the father of the American cartoon, passed away at the age of 62. He created the political symbol of the elephant for the Republican Party. Okay. Did that in a political cartoon. But most importantly, he created the modern version of Santa Claus. Oh, did he? That we know and love with the red suit and the red hat and the nose round as a cherry. Like drawing fat things. However it goes. I guess guess he did. He specialized in fat. (laughs) Uh, 1912, George Darwin. Mm. He was the son of the famous Charles Darwin. Heard of him. A scientist in his own right, George Darwin, theorized that the moon was pulled out of the Pacific Ocean. Hmm. That's where it came from. Really? Not quite the scientist his father no. was, I don't think. He died on this day in 1912. <laughs> Aaron Montgomery Ward died on this day in 1913. Montgomery Ward. The store? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. founded Montgomery Ward and Company to sell uh, general merchandise by mail order, the first yeah. mail order, mail order, mail order department store. 1969, Lefty O'Doulx. American Baseball Hall of Fame left fielder for the Yankees passed away at the age of 72. In 1970, Mm -hmm. Rube Goldberg died. Oh, the the machine guy. Look at you. I was wondering if you know what the Rube Goldberg was. Now, here's the thing. He didn't build machines. Right. He was a cartoonist who would make funny cartoons about people building elaborate machines to do very simple tasks. Right. Like he would have, oh, this is the automatic... Napkin face wiper, right. and it'd be like tied to a fork where the guy was eating, and it would go up, and there was yeah. like a parrot who would peck on a thing. Like the beginning and would... of
1: Pee Wee's Big Adventure, exactly making the eggs. Yes,
0: but none of those things existed until his popular series of cartoons were published, really? and so people started mimicking that by building actual. And they named him Rube. What are Goldberg. known now as Rube Goldberg devices, huh. because he was the first guy to put them, but he did it uh, comically as a cartoonist in print. That's a unique story. It is a unique story. Also unique, he wrote the very first feature film for The Three Stooges. Did he? Yes, in 1930. So we owe a lot to Rube Goldberg. Thornton Wilder, American playwright and writer. One of the greats. 1975, he passed away on this day at the age of 78. What's your favorite Thornton Wilder play if oh you had to God. pick just one? Oh, pull the stitches tighter? <laughs> no. No? No. Okay. Our Town, ever heard of a little play called Our Town? I have heard Our Town. Yeah, that's Thornton Wilder right there. 1977. Oh, look at this, how everything what? comes what? full circle. Hmm. Peter Carl Goldmark, yeah. a Hungarian-American engineer, okay. died on this day at the age of 77. He invented the 33 and a third RPM long-playing phonograph wow, record format. we were
1: just talking about this. Literally just talking about that. guy about had no that. idea when he called in and asked where to come from. Who knew how it all just ties wow. together? This
0: show is like... It's like a like a duck's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Also Wait a minute. Also? I'll, is I'll it get, a get you though? there. I'll okay. get you there. Okay. A duck's ass uh-huh. is covered with feathers. Yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. But all those feathers right. blend together and come together and, and mesh so perfectly right. that they create a warm waterproof seal for the duck. Okay. Those le- those right. those feathers all mesh together so beautifully. Right. So this show, the way the information goes out and then comes back around again, it's like a duck's ass. I don't understand the analogy because it just lays on top of each other and it's all just blended together right. so beautifully. This is not a good rube. When you Goldberg look at machine. a duck's a, a duck's ass, you go, "Damn, that's a good looking." Foul ass. I've never looked at a duck's ass. Give a it a look sometime. You'd be so impressed that by how their their ass. Still don't know how this show is like a duck's how ass. ass is, because it all comes. It's all it's waterproof. It's no. It's just beautifully laid together okay. and layered in right. a way that makes it a, a, uh, beautiful, a, duck's a, a beautiful duck's ass. Beautiful duck's ass.
1: Makes no goddamn sense. In
0: 1980, on this day, Darby Crash, uh-huh. punk rocker with the Germs, died of an overdose at the age of 22. Actor Christopher Connolly died on this day in 1988, best known for his work on the ABC primetime soap opera Peyton Place. He played the brother of an actor named Ryan O'Neill, who also got his big break on that show. And ironically, years later, Connolly would be cast in a TV version of the movie Paper Moon that starred Ryan O'Neill huh. and his real-life daughter, Tatum O'Neill. Uh, Christopher Connolly did the TV version with uh, Jodie Foster. Okay. I remember watching that as a kid. 1990, D. Clark, great American pop singer, sadly passed away at the age of 52. Here's one of his biggest hits.
2: Oh, raindrops, so many raindrops. It feels like raindrops falling from my eye eyes, Falling from my eyes.
0: J.C. Tremblay, Canadian ice hockey defenseman, legend from the Montreal Canadiens, won the cup with the Montreal, the Habs, as they're known, Mm -hmm. five times. He was a seven-time NHL All-Star. Passed away on this day in 1994. Kidney cancer at the age of 55. Oh, that sucks. Way too young. Singer Jerry Scoggins, American country singer, died at the age of 91 on this day in 2004. He was mildly successful. Yeah. But his biggest hit came from singing a TV theme song. Come and listen to a story about a man named Jed, A poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food, and up through the ground come a bubbly crude. Boy, oh, that is black gold, Texas tea. That song hit number one on the country Did charts it really? in 1963. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 2005, Bud Carson, great American football coach, passed away. He Vikings, uh, right? Vikings, he, yeah. he coached for a lot of teams for a long, long time. He's best known for being the creator of the Steel Curtain for the Pittsburgh okay. Steelers. Okay. And he also spent about four seasons in Philadelphia in the 90s as well.
1: Oh, that's right. That's where we were from. Uh,
0: 2011, Harry Morgan, American actor, best known, of course, as Colonel Sherman Potter on MASH. He was also Detective Bill Gannon, the partner of Sergeant Joe Friday on mm. the show Dragnet. Passed away at the age of 96, the very first acting job I ever had here in California. After I got my SAG card, I got my SAG card doing an ABC after-school special in Philadelphia. Came out here to L.A., went out on my first audition, Yeah. booked the gig. Wow. And I said, this is the easiest profession in the world. Why do people <laughs> complain about this? It was for a sitcom called You Can't Take It With You, based on an old um, Broadway stage comedy. And they were doing a a tv version of it and harry morgan this was after after mash this was his uh his next project and he played the grandfather of this eclectic wacky family and he was um like one of the first big stars i ever had a chance to Mm. work with and he was always so tremendously kind to me you know you do a sitcom you're there all week yeah you're rehearsing all week and then you film on a Friday night. So right. you really get to spend some time hanging out and like having lunch and stuff. Right. And he was very encouraging and very kind to me. And I'll never forget that. That's he was cool. he was a cool dude to me anyway. Later on, after his death, I think there were rumors that he was abusive to his wife. Or oh, that's something. not good. It's not good at no, all. But no. But uh, but that was they were just rumors. Right. That, that he was just, good to you. But he was so good was to me. Rumors they were, it and that's good all to that matters, really. <laughs> Greg Lake, English rock vocalist and bassist, of course, from the legendary Emerson, Lake & Palmer, passed away on this day in 2016 at the age of 69, left behind one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time.
2: I wish you a hopeful Christmas I wish you a brave new year All our anguish, pain, and sadness Leave your heart and let your road be clear they said that be snow at Christmas. They said that be peace on earth. Hallelujah, Noel. Be it heaven or hell. The Christmas we get we deserve.
0: I always loved that line. Hallelujah, Noel, be it heaven or hell, the Christmas we get we deserve. Oh. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of true with everything in life. Make your own life, right? Chuck Yeager, American test pilot, who was the first man to break the sound barrier, died on this day in 2020 at the age of 97. Damn. To be a test pilot and to live to 97. You did it right. I bet that's a rare occurrence. You'd probably. All right, you know, we do at this point, we find a food related to someone who passed away on this day, and we run it past Eddie Pence, seeing if it's something that he'd be willing to eat or perhaps even stick up his ass, then pull out. How do we find out? I'll tell you how we find out. We talk about the food, and then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Those reels go round and round, and when they stop, if they match... Jackpot. That means Eddie's eating the food. If they're mismatched... He's not going to go for it. On this day in 1989, William Calhoun passed away at the age of 55. Eddie, you may know him best by his professional name. Okay. Haystacks Calhoun. Calhoun. Yeah. Haystacks. <laughs> you want to tell people like myself who don't follow this particular sport. He's a pro wrestler. Haystacks Calhoun. Don't don't say it like, Come "Oh, on. of course you've seen all the billboards and all the merchandise." Little Haystacks. Haystacks Calhoun. I did a little research into Haystacks. Yeah. He was uh, not a small man. No, he was not. He was 6'6", the size of a haystack. And they Claim he was 600 pounds. That was his listed weight when he got into the ring. <laughs> Folks say it was probably closer to over, like over 400 pounds. Yeah, they probably. exaggerate. They do exaggerate. By the age of 13, Haystacks Calhoun there in Texas weighed 300 pounds Ooh, at 14. That's not healthy. His mom routinely fed him a dozen eggs for breakfast. Oh, my God. By the time he was in his early 20s, as I mentioned, he weighed. <laughs> it varied, but let's say 400, 450, Oof. somewhere in there. And legend has it that Calhoun was discovered by a traveling wrestling promoter that saw him picking up and moving cows across a field.
1: (laughs) Again, they like to exaggerate.
0: In Texas. (laughs) this this guy Paul Bunyan? Is that who this is? (laughs) He broke into wrestling in 1955, and then he was off to the races. Very popular in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, it says here. Yeah. Uh, he used to hang out with Andre the Giant
1: all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's another big one.
0: Famous story of Andre and Giant, Andre the Giant and Haystacks Calhoun going into an all-you-can-eat restaurant. Oh my God! For the price of two dollars, you got to eat at the buffet. You'd probably ruined the place. And rumor has it, again, this is this could be <laughs> apocryphal. The manager of the restaurant eventually was reduced to tears as he watched how much the two of them <laughs> put away for a four-dollar tab. <laughs> Uh, the guys had a good laugh about it. Andre the Giant said, afterwards, we went up to him and we paid for all of the food that we yeah. ate. We didn't take advantage of his...
1: Uh, Andre was a very kind man. Yeah. I
0: got, I got the sense they probably saw the sign that said, yeah. all you can eat, and they said, let's go fuck with these people. You and I are going to walk in and we're going to clean them out and then yeah. see how they feel about it. All right. So the food in question, Eddie Pence. Yeah. Haystacks Calhoun, you're going to find this hard to believe, he was a country boy. No. He was raised Get on a out. farm in Texas. And he loved him some country food. All right. Amongst his favorite foods, I can't really pick out one because, as you can imagine, there were a lot of favorite foods for Haystack's Calhoun. (laughs) Amongst his favorite foods was a Texas delicacy, one of their favorite foods down there in Texas. Okay. He loved himself big buckets of fried gizzards. He liked to get some fried gizzards. Right. Are you familiar with what a gizzard is, Eddie Pence? This isn't the neck of the no, chicken? No, not the neck of the what chicken. What is it? A lot of people do think that. It's not what that at all. What is the gizzard? Let's, let's I just, should know as let's a country go boy. Blind. Let's go blind and just say, do you think you'd eat chicken gizzards? All right. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what it is. The gizzard yeah. is a muscle that's found in the digestive tract of a chicken. Oh, okay. If you've ever seen a chicken pecking away at the ground... What they're doing, in fact, is swallowing little bits of gravel and rocks. Yeah, they grind up. And then those travel through the chicken's digestive tract, and they land in the gizzard. And then when real food actually arrives, the food goes down their throats and then lands in the gizzard, and this powerful little muscle contracts like a little fist squeezing a handful of gravel, and it grinds the food into something that they can digest because chicken have no teeth. Yeah. So they have to swallow their food whole. The gizzard... Is the thing that breaks up the uh, the food for them. Hmm. So what you do is, when you kill the chicken, you eat the meat, of course, of but course. you don't want to you don't want to just throw away the gizzard. No, of course so not. So you separate the gizzard from the rest of the uh, digestive tract. Yeah. They say if you simmer it, you boil it for about thirty minutes, tenderize it, it gets a nice soft con- uh, consistency. Then you bread it, and then you fry it up, and boy, you got some breaded, moist gizzards there that you can just put down your own. Gullet there and enjoy yourself. So, Haystacks Calhoun loved plates and plates of fried gizzards. It's not much he wouldn't eat. <laughs> is Eddie Pence going to join Haystacks in the WWF Hall of Fame or wherever Haystacks <laughs> is these days? By the way, I heard Haystacks uh, fell on hard times at the end.
1: Yeah. I don't Diabetes
0: think... took his leg. Yeah. And he was living in a double wide trailer yeah. when it all came to an Those end. Those guys don't live long or well after yeah, it's over. It's sad. But forget about Haystacks. Let's. <laughs> Concentrate on happier things. Eddie Pence eating fried gizzards. What do you say? Let's pull the handle. One gizzard, two gizzards. Three... Oh, no. No. Come on. It sounds like
1: a chewy muscle. It's... From a stomach. Well, <laughs> that's what it is, right? That's what it is. Yeah, it's no, a, thanks. It's a muscle from a stomach.
0: That's what I thought. But... It sounds like you you saute them, and they get nice and moist and soft, and then you bread them up. I don't think so. Why would they eat them if they didn't taste good? Because it's fried, so it probably just tastes like fried. Mm.
1: No. Gizzards. No. Wouldn't
0: you just be able to announce that you've eaten gizzards?
1: No. I've eaten gizzards. I would not. Gizzards. No. Thank you. I'm disappointed. Why? Because gizzards sound fun. No. It's like a fun word to say. I'm sure my family eats them. Eat up some gizzards.
0: Who wants gizzards? Hey, kids. We're going out for gizzards. big bucket of gizzards. (laughs) KFC should offer up a new product, Bucket-O-Gizzards. Oh, well, disappointed. No, thanks. But that's it for today's Hello, Death. Hello, Death.
2: You're dead now, so shut up!
0: Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show, and if you are... That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Roth Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call The Showbiz Beat. Eddie Pence, we got to get into this art business, I keep telling you, and you don't listen. You actually have talent as
1: an artist. What do I need to do? Tell me what I need to do. You got to start selling some art. NFTs or what? No, just just art.
0: apparently anything. You can sell anything. My butt art? Art, Yes, your butt art will go for thousands. (laughs) Are you familiar with something in Miami called Art Basel? No. This is a big art festival they do every year in Miami. Okay. And all of the avant-garde contemporary artists descend upon Miami, and they have these big installations, and they get in the news. Sounds obnoxious. All the celebrities show up. Right now, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's down there with a whole boatload of models. Yeah, that's
1: all he cared about.
0: But it's a big scene. Sure. And it's going on right now. Well, congratulations to Una. She goes by one- name. Okay. She's a contemporary artist. She was the talk of the town this week when she performed Milking the Artist. Oh no. Oh no. Yes. Oh god. With her uh, her uh, what? Her cohort, mm-hmm. she showed up at an installation and the two can screaming mm-hmm. about how the female breast has been fetishized and it shouldn't be because it's only used Real use is to feed youngins. Uh huh. And so she whipped out her breasts. Of course. And then her assistant started to milk her no, into a God. glass. <sighs> now, some say it was a prosthetic breast. But Una, the artist, says they're as real as you want them to be. The, so it's a prosthetic so breast. So it's a prosthetic breast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they started auctioning off the milk to the crowd. So they just sold milk. Eddie Pence? Cro- Fucky What a. do you think? The final winning bid for. A U- cup of milk? For Una's milk from Milking the Artist. What was the, the final? When the hammer went down, what do you think uh, the milk sold for? 10 grand. You wanna bump that up?
1: Just really? A touch? Just, more than 10 grand for a cup of goddamn milk? Bump it up a touch. Bump it up a touch.
0: 50 grand. Did you bump it up another do touch? Do I have enough
1: zeros? I need more zeros? Yeah, you're gonna need another zero. 100 grand?
0: 500 grand. No, $200,000. $200,000 was oh, the high bid for a cup of goddamn milk. Milking the
1: artist. A milk. Just milk. A cup of milk. Milk from an artist's fake breast. Not even her breast milk. It's just. Just. 2% milk she milk. bought. At 7-Eleven. From fake breasts. Fucking goddamn But, people. Eddie, it's what the art
0: represents. It doesn't, rep- it doesn't represent anything. Art, like mother's milk, nourishes us. Whereas milk nourishes the body, art nourishes the soul. Not that art. And they're making a statement about the fetishization of breasts and how women are turned uh, into objects. Boobs are awesome. Versus... First of all. What they're really meant for. So? So that... that that cup of milk carries with it. You can the, have
1: multiple uses for a body part. An
0: enormous statement, that's all I'm saying. It was an enormous
1: statement. Well worth the $200,000. Mm. it A. Come on. My penis pees. And it also creates and life. it gives milk? And it gives milk. Not the anymore. milk of life, Not anymore Semen. it doesn't. Your penis is broken. So you can have multiple uses, it a, does. You have
0: to pull out a prosthetic it's penis. It's no longer. Next time you're down in Miami. Functioning. Hey, you want to
1: live like a hobbit? No. Come on. In a tree? I don't think... In the ground? I don't think Hobbits lived oh, in Oh, that's the trees. Keebler Elves. <laughs> yes. My bad. Hobbits lived in
0: Hobbiton. Right. Which is the village that was featured in Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies. Uh-huh. Well, there's a real Hobbiton in New Zealand where Peter Jackson shot those films. Yeah, they still, it's still all it's there. It's still right there. Now. And you can live in a Hobbit house
1: mm-hmm.
0: for $10 a night on Airbnb. That'd be fun on the trip there, I guess. They just honored the 10th anniversary of The Hobbit, an unexpected journey by uh, lowering the price to an Airbnb of $10 New Zealand money a night. It's about six bucks US. And uh, you get private access to your own Hobbit hole. And then-
1: <laughs> I have access to my own Hobbit hole. <laughs> then you get For the free.
0: feast at the Green Dragon Inn, just like oh, a real Hobbit. Fun. Then you can get your own second breakfast. Apparently, Hobbits eat a second breakfast. They do. Because they, they like to eat stuff. So you can book it on Airbnb if you're going to be down there in New Zealand starting December 13th. They're she accepting get, reservations. You get Carl to jaunt on over yeah, there. Yeah, we can meet Carl the uh, Carl Butel, the bartender. Yeah. Yeah, he's down over there. in New Zealand, right? He, he, he takes some
1: pictures for us. That's right.
0: Congratulations to Wednesday! I talked about that show being uh, one of the most popular debuts on the Netflix streaming service. Well, right now it's the third most popular English language TV series of all time on Netflix. It is right behind Stranger Things 4 and Dahmer Monster. Hmm. The Jeffrey Dahmer story. Uh, And it's probably going to pass that, they think, as well. And as always, they have to say English language because Squid Game still remains the most popular series there of all time. But um, since it premiered, Wednesday has been watched approximately... 800 million hours of viewing from Nets. Did you say you watched it? I've seen. uh, I'm almost through it. Is it good? It's awesome. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. The Daily Show. Scrambling to find a new host. Trevor Noah signing off later this week. They're going to go through a a series of guest hosts sitting Mm. in until they make their final choice. I don't like that. We've talked about this before. Um, Some of the guest hosts they've announced will make your... Blood boil. Oh, no. did in my case. Who? Anyway, Chelsea Handler.
1: Yeah, but she's not in the running for
0: that, right? They wouldn't give her. But that why show. let her even guest host? She's. She her. can't even read a cue card. Right. She couldn't host her own show. I know. Uh, Leslie Jones. That's going to be a very loud show. Fair. Turn it's your be, TVs down. Be a lot of that. yelling.
1: <laughs>
0: um, Wanda Sykes. She could be good at that. I think. I guess. Better than the other two. Yeah. There's some. Uh, some. Some better choices as well for guests. Al Franken's going to be one of the Oh, he'd be guestos. amazing at that show. He would be good at that. DL Hughley, John Leguizamo, Hassan uh, Minaj. He's great. Cal
1: Penn. Um, Cal would be good. I think he would be good too. But they have the, some of the correspondents they have on the show now would be good. I think they should just move somebody. They should up. just promote somebody from within the show. I agree.
0: And people now bitching and moaning already about Indy 5, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Why, I liked the
1: trailer. I thought it was good.
0: I loved the trailer. Yeah. Now, I also loved the trailer to Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Well, trailers you're supposed to love. And they do. And I did. And then I felt (laughs) dirty afterwards. So let's not judge too quickly. But the things people are upset about have nothing to do with the movie itself. Okay. A lot of people are afraid that... um, uh, Bridget Jones' Diary. What's her name? Three names. Uh, 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 wh- who? The, the, the British chick. Her, uh, who's in this movie? She's the co-star. I Phoebe Waller Bridge. Okay. She plays uh, his old pal. Um, mm-hmm. Oh come on. Who? The, the guy who was uh, the old man who worked with him at the, mu- at the oh, museum. At the shit. Uh, I think. Uh, Indy, we yes. have to go find that thing and get it back from he the Nazis. He knows ten languages.
1: He's like, he's gone already. You, you don't there. know about. Marshall Brody. No. <laughs> it was Brody, wasn't it? Was it? I think it was Brody. Was it? I think it was Brody. What? I think it was Brody. How can I not remember? I've seen that movie 4 it's billion times. Me too. Times. I was just talking about
0: this with Colton the other day. I think it is Brody. Um anyway, she's his daughter and so Indy cool. is her god godfather. Better than Mutt. And they yeah, exactly. So, so much much they go off on an adventure together okay. and everyone's predicting they're going to make Indy woke and she's going to be the new Indy and she's going to be. So they're scared of that. And they're complaining already about the de-aging, uh, computer-generated de-aging of Harrison Ford because apparently there's a flashback sequence where he's fighting the Nazis, okay. and they have de-aged him 40 years using computer so? technology. They're saying it, looks, oh, it always looks fake, and it ruins movies, and you shouldn't do that, and they're complaining that... Kurt Russell looked fake in Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't think he looked that bad. Should never do it. And boo. They, then don't go see the movie. So people are hating. Just be cranky
1: at home. People are
0: hating on Indy. Fucking that Sad. Poor Indy. Yeah. 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 Today's celebrity birthdays, all these stars born on December 7th. Singer Tom Waits is 73. Yesterday, I sounded like um, Harvey Firestein. Today, I sound a little bit like Tom Waits, I think.
2: <laughs> what a voice!
0: Like silk. Ellen Burstyn, great actress, 90 years old today. Priscilla Barnes, she was the final blonde on Three's Company. Oh, yeah. I think. She was the nurse. Or was Jenny Lee Harrison the last one? I think Priscilla Barnes was the last one. Uh, 65 years old today. Jeffrey Wright, Commissioner Gordon himself, 57 today. Singer Sarah Bareilles is
2: 43. say what you want to say.
0: Actor C. Thomas Howell's 56, Sherry Appleby from Roswell's 44, Jennifer Carpenter, Dexter's sister and also Dexter's wife, it was very weird. Weird. 43 years old today, and bassist Tim Butler of the Psychedelic Furs is
2: 64. <laughs>
0: That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's the triumphant return of the UK update
3: featuring our own beloved. Steve. Steve. Steve, Steve Ashton. Oh, Ralph, you're so beloved. You make, look, look I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, I'm, I'm I'm not sure if I should do this one, but I'm going to try anyway. If you want to cut it out, then, then <laughs> go ahead. All right. <clears throat> You're so beloved, you make Harvey Feinstein look like Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) Sorry if that was distasteful and inappropriate. Um, Hey, uh, have you been watching the World Cup? Oh, every minute of it. The USA did okay, of course. Your country um, obviously is co-hosting the next one with Canada and Mexico. They did okay. They got out of the group stages, um, apparently. I don't know. I haven't been following it for many reasons. You know, uh, primarily FIFA making the mafia look like the Teletubbies. Um, (laughs) The horrific human rights record of Qatar. uh, The deaths deaths of literally thousands of migrant workers to build the stadiums that they were completely uh, unable to to make. And the the idea of nationalism. But I did catch up on some of the social media stuff. Apart from, um, you know, there was this very obnoxious chant of um from american uh usa supporters uh saying it's called soccer mm. and, and uh, joe biden repeated it um you you, you know um maybe it's maybe called soccer by your people but uh, the entire rest of the world uh does not call it that as you know whatever your people call things different things and pronounce things in the wrong way whatever <laughs> uh you're all special, um, and um, <laughs> you know. But uh, anyway, hey, talking of people who who think they're special because of a genetic and biological accident, Mr. Mahega Markle is in the news. <laughs> What's up with Harry? Well, a black and white picture of Meghan uh, staring lovingly at Harry adorns a billboard on Sunset Boulevard, one of, of course, as you know, Los Angeles's, Los Angeles's, Los Angeles's. How would you say that? One of Los Angeles is. Yeah. Is that right? That doesn't yeah, sound right. It is. Is it? Uh, one of your busiest streets anyway, in one of several uh, around central Los Angeles advertising their new documentary, which Netflix has boldly declared to be a global event. Have you seen any of these around the place, Ralph?
0: I have actually, yes.
3: So the streaming giant has paid a couple around £90 million for a series of projects. We've talked about this in the past, including movies, children's shows. But apparently the true value for Netflix lies in this behind-the-scenes documentary series. It's in Netflix's interest, of course, to heighten the anticipation ahead of its release. And they've set tongues wagging in Hollywood with the two trailers four days apart. Um, A spokesperson, Sean Mandel, said this documentary is going to be a real watershed moment for Harry and Meghan because it's going to be a question of whether this moves the needle in the US one way or the other Mm. in terms of what people think. I think, generally speaking, people qu- quite like Harry and 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 uh, oh, what's her name, Meghan, don't they? Here in the states, yes. Yeah, I mean, she's—they're both vilified here, uh, particularly by the right wing. Uh, but you know, fucking uh, Mandel <laughs> believes apparently America is divided on the Duke and Duchesses of Sussex. Uh, uh, in terms of what to make of the divorce from the royal family. He says, like in the UK, there are those who are part of the Sussex squad who will go to the mattresses for them. Does that mean that? I mean, that literally means to go murder people, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it just, it's like a wrestling term. It just take you to the mat. That's all. No, go to the mattress. It was, I think, I, I, the first time I heard that was from The Godfather, where basically, uh, you know, when you go to war with another crime family, you... Go and stay in like like unsalubrious places, and you go to the mattresses. That's kind of where it's from. I'm not sure quite if that if, if they would engender people committing <laughs> murder for them, but anyway, maybe they do. Um, but he said um, there are minority minority who do not look at them favorably and will look on this as an aha moment to latch onto what they are saying and say they're being misleading. Uh, So the week of the documentary series release, Meghan and Harry will accept also the uh, Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Ripple of Hope Award in New York for their work in addressing uh, racial prejudice, which I think is a great thing. Uh, Meghan will also also find out uh, if her Archetypes podcast has won a People's Choice Award. Mm. You know, good luck. To her, <laughs> I can't imagine it's. I haven't listened to a, a, a second of it, but you know, good luck if she does. Hey, uh, fake androgynous cocksmith Harry Styles is in the news. <laughs> What's up with Harry? He's up for six Grammys. Did you know that? No, Fucking, that's a lot, isn't it? Um, uh, but there's one award that he's already got in the bag, it's a Libby Award. Libby, and, yeah, Libby. Did you know about this, Rob? It's not, I'm for, not it's familiar, not for, no, it's not for being the most liberal. <laughs> um, it's from the, uh, organization people for the ethical treatment of animals or hmm. Peter, hmm. uh, as you would incorrectly call it. Um, he beats <laughs> out the, these are the other people up for this particular award. Bella Hadid, Jimmy Fallon and Courtney Kardashian. Hmm. The specific category is the best viral moment for animals, which sounds like something, <laughs> you know, from a, a wet market in China, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, You might recall during uh, this summer, uh, uh, Harry Styles spent a 15-night residency at Madison Square Garden in New York City when a fan held a a, a chicken nugget at him, something Edwin would have enjoyed. But when the audience began chanting for him to eat it, he reminded the crowd he doesn't eat meat. Um they just should have maybe thrown a, a a pipe of philly cheese steak pringles at him <laughs> no meat there yeah so that's what won the award um him saying uh yeah no thanks and he's got an award for it from the from the libbies which shows you really fucking don't have to do very much if you're famous and got curly hair <laughs> Anyway, I've got to go now Ralph as it's lead up to Christmas Oh, you know what it's like I've got I've got tons to do I don't um <laughs> I won't see my kids uh, over the period holiday holiday period I'll be volunteering at homeless shelter or a food bank so I've got um I'm gonna I've got to prepare for a less impa- less impactful and less significant Christmas mm. two to three days after the event I'll, I'll <laughs> talk to you again on Friday.
0: And Wednesdays here on The Ralph Report are very special days because we get to look at a one-hit wonder. It's a one-hit wonder.
2: One-hit wonder.
0: One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. In the the 1970s, early 1970s, before Mm -hmm. disco took over and everything was disco, there was a sweet spot for R&B and soul music in the early 1970s that is just one of my favorite times of music. And Janine from Cherry Hill, New Jersey wrote in requesting this one hit wonder today. It is a song by a singer named Jean Knight, released in 1971 on her debut album. It became a massive hit, reaching number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the soul charts. She was also nominated for a Grammy Award for the performance Best Female R&B Vocal Performance. It was a tremendous hit that came from Stax Records, one of the great R&B and soul record labels in American history. She recorded it in 1970. People weren't sure if it was gonna be your hit or not, but then another track from the same group, Stax Records, Uh, called Groove Me, was released in early 1971. That was a massive hit, and they thought, well, this is sort of similar in the same vein. Let's release it and see what happens. And sure enough, it was a huge crossover hit, number one on the Soul charts, number two on the Hot 100. And as so many of these stories go, sadly, after that, that was the end for her. Nominated for a Grammy, she appeared on Soul Train during its first season, famously singing this song with... Hair larger than a VW Beetle. <laughs> um, it's a great song, and for the life of me, I can't understand why Gene Knight didn't go on to a much bigger career. Anyway, here it is from 1971 the story of a woman who's putting a man in his place. Mr. Big Stuff. Today's One Hit Wonder by Gene Knight. <laughs>
2: The big stuff. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big stuff? You're never gonna get my love. to keep you happy. They just try to keep you satisfied. This is the pizza. Tell me, tell me. Who do you think you are? This the You're never gonna get my love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: If I have a time machine. Go back. That time? Yeah. Get like a big pimp hat. Oh, like dude, yeah. Cadillac. Yeah. Big long big duster, pork, duster pork coat. sideburns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. And that's it for today's <laughs> One Hit Wonder Wednesday. It's a
2: One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder. One
0: Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. That's it for the show today, kids. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Come on back tomorrow. Oh, wait, today's Wednesday, isn't it? Yes. Come back tonight. Mm. If you are a, a four star general, we'd love to see you tonight as we do the rough. Ralph... No,
1: we're doing it Thursday. We're doing it Thursday night. Yeah. But we're doing this. As... So why am I saying <laughs> doing it tonight? Because it's. T- well, Today's we're... Wednesday. For, yeah, we do a Thursday so night. We're doing for a Thursday Friday. night. Tomorrow night.
0: <laughs> I'm just following the lead. Help leads. me out. Here. I can't. Why can't you help me? You're driving. All right, strike that. Thursday night. Reverse it, the words of the great Willy Wonka. Tomorrow night, (laughs) Thursday night, night, we're going to be doing our live show, so don't worry about it. Forget everything I said. Forget what I said. (laughs) Just come back tomorrow, just for general purposes. It's going to be a lovely show. You're going to really enjoy yourself. But in order to do that, you got to take care of you. So, please. Stay good in the hood. Because. Life is life. We want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until we do, remember... I love you. I mean it. Bye.
1: Ha ha! So oh, ha! I got it. Ha ha! Bye bye. Think a
2: better dance now. Bye, Menon. December seventh, a date which will live in infamy.